Well, good morning, everyone online, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Calvary Online Experience. Welcome home. It's so good to be here with you. Hey, my name is Derek Lane, and with me, I have a very, very, very special guest, the one and only J.B. Garrett. Please go ahead and tell the people how long you've been here at Calvary and where are you currently serving? Uh, first of all, let me say uh, thank you so much, brother, for including me into this. This, uh, this online experience with you is such an honor to serve with you. And, and uh, my name is J.B. Garrett, and I have been attending here for going on a year. And it's been a wonderful, mm -hmm. wonderful journey, uh, amazing journey. And uh, I have the privilege and honor of serving on the First Impressions team. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, it's an honor to have you here. Um, so let's get ready for the worship experience. So. Speaking of worship and the worship experience, we have three weekend worship experience. We've got the 9 a.m., the 11 a.m., and the 5 p.m. We like to call it the 5. What are those times again, JB? That is 9 a.m., 11 a.m., yep. and 5 p.m. Perfect. Now, 9 and 11, that's for everybody. Like our pastor says, everybody, lottie, dottie, everybody and their mama, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Now, the 5 now that's something special. It's specifically targeting those young people with young families or young adults. So it's a mixture between our gospel circles and our weekend worship experience. So if you wanna have community and you're one of those groups, come on to the five, you still have time. It's happening every weekend at the five. So JB, earlier you mentioned that you currently serve with Connections. Uh, we want to ask you a few questions. Question number one, what do you do when you serve at Connections? People want to know what is actually the thing that you do. Well, Pastor, uh, I decided after prayer uh, 
that I would serve on the First Impressions team because mm -hmm. God, he said, JB, uh, go where you're needed most. And uh, I just wanted to be part of that pre-worship experience when our brothers and sisters are coming in uh, from a long week. Uh, some of those uh, brothers and sisters mm -hmm. are coming in for the first time, and I just want to declare, demonstrate God's love to them. I uh, just want to be part of their experience and uh, just bring them some joy, brother. Awesome. You are making an impact when I tell you. Second question, uh, what is it like being a part of the Dream Team? Oh, brother, it's it's difficult for me to articulate uh, just what that uh, what this experience looks like. It's, uh, it's just made such a, a deep, profound impact in my life. Uh, just uh, on a weekly basis, hearing uh, the declaration of gospel of grace, mm -hmm. uh, through uh, through Pastor Ben and Pastor Kareem, it has uh, just made such a deep impact in my life. And uh, just being part of this team, it just uh, it's the difference between feeling isolated and feeling connected. And I definitely feel connected here. Awesome, awesome. Well, that is amazing. Uh, shoot, you've been a blessing to me and a blessing to Calvary. So thank you so much for serving. Yes, so church, we don't just want you here, we need you here as well. Our team is always growing and there's a place for everyone. Whether you sing in the shower, God bless you. I sing in the car. <laughs> Whether you shoot photography for fun or you wanna share your smile with the world, just go ahead and sign up, be a part of the Dream Team. You can find it on the Calvary app or go to calvarychurch.cc and sign up there as well. So, and before I forget, if you go through Grace Walk, you can sign up there too. And speaking of Grace Walk, JB, I had the honor of seeing you walk through Grace Walk. Uh, tell us about that journey. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Pastor, uh, Grace Walk is a opportunity for us to connect with one another on a more personal level, get to know one another, and uh, do life together here at Calvary Church. Mm -hmm. uh, we believe that we were not uh, we were created to not do life alone. It's a wonderful opportunity to just connect, lock arms, and partner with your brothers and sisters in Christ and, and walk this journey of grace out. Oh, that is amazing. Now, church, I have a question for you. If you're interested in getting to know who we are as a church, who you are as a believer, how we live as believers, and how we change the world, the why behind the what, Grace Walk is for you. That's right. We meet the every second Sunday of the month right here at Calvary. You can sign up once again on the Calvary app or at calvarychurch.cc. You know, we've got so many different ways for you to connect via the app or the website. So hop on either one and learn more about us. But more importantly, before we jump into the worship experience for today, and when I tell you you don't want to miss it, you don't want to miss it, I've got to say something special about gathering together in person. You know, it's something about having and feeling the same energy of all of us gathering together. So you still have time. Remember, we are one church in multiple locations and we want to meet you and welcome you. So go ahead, come on to Calvary Church today. And church, wherever you're watching from, believe me, you're watching for a reason. It's not just you just clicking, no, you stopped here for a reason. Our lead pastor, Pastor Ben, opens up every one of his messages declaring eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to receive, and a mouth to confess all of the good things Christ already has provided for you. And that prayer is for you watching right now. Well, JB, it's been a joy. Thank you so much for joining me today at the pre, and it's a pleasure to host this thing with you today. Amen. Now, church, 
If you've missed last week, go back, check it out. Believe me, you don't want to miss it. We want to make sure you're caught up and ready for today's message. So check out this short recap of last week. Here it is, coming up. You have him when we finally come to the place of being convinced of who we are and we own our position as his beloved children and we simply trust in his inexhaustible supply of grace in our life we're a family together and the use of the word brotherhood, it has nothing to do with male gender specifically any more than the use of the word bride in this context has anything to do with being female. Look at this verse, 2 Corinthians six eighteen. It says that we are all sons and daughters of God's household through faith in Christ and in the natural world. There are basically two ways that someone can be added to a family. Now this is important. I want you to capture this as I close. Either you are born into the family or you are adopted into the family. In the natural world, it's one or the other, but in the spiritual realm, now get this, it's both. It's both of those. God says that through faith in Christ, we've been born again and also we have been adopted into God's household.
of you take turns with just stand up on your feet. Come on. We're going to praise his name. Come on with those hands. We can get excited this morning for a faithful God. Amen. Sing it out. Sing out by my poor goodness of our own. See the faith and righteousness you've sown. Sins of the world you did atone. And we are forgiven, never alone. Sing it out.
where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Are you free today, church? I said, are you free today, church? Say, I am free. Say, praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. No, no more chains holding me.
words that we're singing this morning that he's always with us. He never leaves us alone. He's always abiding in us. We're his dwelling place. That's good news this morning. If you'll take just a moment, I would like you to close your eyes. We're not gonna rush this moment. I think after a week like we've had, I think we all could use just a split second of calm. I'm gonna read out of Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd and he cares for me always. He provides me rest in rich green fields beside streams of refreshing water. He soothes my every fear. He soothes my every fear. He makes me whole again, steering me off worn hard paths to roads where truth and righteousness echo his name. Listen to these words. Even in the unending shadows of death's darkness, I'm not overcome by fear because you are with me in those dark moments, near with your protection and your guidance, and I am comforted. Church, look at me for a moment. If we're to be honest with ourselves, I think that we've all struggled with some sort of measure of wrong believing. If you're like me this week, I had ample opportunities to go down paths of wrong thinking, worry, fear, anxiety. Just turn the news on. Just pull your phone out. We're reminded we live in a fallen world. It can be scary. It can lead us down these paths, dark paths of anxiety, concern. Just ask yourself, have I felt anxious? Have I felt anxious this week or worried or fearful that the worst just might happen? Or maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one that struggles with this. But we're bombarded on every side. Fear is exhausting. Did you know that these negative emotions, these, these emotions are actually red flags. They're red flags that indicate what we truly believe about ourselves, about our lives, and about God. When you start worrying, when you start to become anxious, you feel your chest tighten up. It's not that you're sitting and resting and reminding yourselves of the promises of God. It's that we're mind, our minds are going down these dark paths, questioning, does God have this in control? Has he forgotten about me? I don't have enough money to get through this season. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I might be dealing with a sickness or an illness in my body. What does tomorrow look like? We all walk down these paths. And when we're fearful, when we're worried, we live as if we don't believe that we have a strong and capable shepherd who's tenderhearted, who's good towards us, who leads us down good places, who clears our paths so that we have a place to rest. That's the God that we have. He goes before us and he orders our steps. He's fully aware of what's going on in our lives. But the more strongly that you believe that he is taking care of you, the more it's gonna change your thoughts, the more it'll change your feelings, your emotions, 
and what comes after that, the way we believe, the way we act. When we start thinking wrong, we start acting wrong. We start acting reactionary. We make terrible decisions off the cuff and on the fly, out of fear. Just look back in your life. How many of us have done that? Just out of just sheer desperation, that's it, I'm pulling this decision, that's it, I'm making it now. Because we get fearful. Pastors, elders, I'd invite you right now just to come down, make your way in the front here. We're gonna take a quick moment to just hit pause. Today, if you need freedom from a bad situation, I just invite you to see Jesus as your good shepherd. He's a good father who cares about us. He leads us out of our situations by his word that brings illumination to our path. The psalmist said it like this, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In the message translation, it says it like this, by your words, I can see where I'm going. We're not flailing around in the dark. The Lord says, I'll throw a beam of light onto your dark path. Church, I don't know about you, but this week, it's been heavy. It's a heavy week. And I think it's important this morning that we take time to focus on the Lord in our own situations, but I think it's also important that we take a moment to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world that are dealing with conflict, things that they didn't ask for. I can't even begin to imagine what the people of Ukraine must be dealing with this morning. I can't imagine what the people of Russia must be dealing with. So many of them don't agree with their leadership. I mean, think about it. How many times have our government leaders done things that we don't agree with? So this morning, I want us to take a moment to pray for the situation in Europe Again, God's not taken off guard. He knows exactly what's happening and he knows how to deal with it. And as a church, we need to stand up and we need to pray for our leaders. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, every time there's been crazy issues like this, conflict, the church has grown. What the enemy has intended for death and destruction, the Lord always turns it for good. And this is not any different. So if you would just join me this morning, lift your hands, close your eyes. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you are a light to our feet. You illuminate our paths today. We pray for those people in Ukraine, those moms and dads who are making horrifically difficult decisions in this moment. Their worlds have been absolutely flipped upside down. We pray for the moms, the children, that are fleeing to safety. We pray for the husbands, the men, young men, older men who are being asked to fight and defend their homeland. We pray God for your protection. We pray for the people of Russia today. We ask Lord that as believers, we would lift all sides. Most of all, Lord, we ask that you would intervene that you would bring about peace and a quick resolution to this situation, that it wouldn't escalate any further. We pray for protection. 
I thank you for your promise in Psalm 91 that you say that you protect the believers. We ask, Lord, for the church in the Ukraine that it would expand in this situation, that you would cover and protect every believer, that you would hold them tightly in your grip. I thank you, Lord, that you are a refuge. We thank you, Father, your word says that we can run into you and we are saved. I thank you, Lord, that you are the great I am. I pray for those here today and those watching online, worshiping with us there, Lord. I pray, God, in our own lives, in our own situations, Lord, that you would be the great I am. I thank you, Lord, that you are exactly what we need you to be today. Minister to hearts right now. Thank you for your comfort. You're the great comforter. You're the great physician. Bring healing to bodies that are sick, minds that are tormented. Bring deliverance. I pray, Father, that you would bring joy and peace and strength. Again, we just ask that you would just order our leaders' steps this morning. You would calm our anxieties. Father, that we would be reminded today that you live and dwell in us. We're not left alone. I thank you, Father, that your word says we have a future and a hope. No man or his decisions can change that. We have a future and a hope. We are anchored in you today. We thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you for the reminder that we are more than overcomers, more than conquerors in Christ. We have the mind of Christ and we don't need to fear. Thank you for speaking peace in our situations. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, if you need prayer this morning, we're here ready to pray with you and declare God's goodness. He's still in control. He's not up in heaven wringing his hands wondering what in the world he's gonna do next. He knows how to handle the situations of our lives. If you need prayer online, we have a pastor standing by who'd love to pray with you. If you're here in person, please come forward. We'd love to agree with you and watch God do some incredible things in your lives. Let's continue in worship.
morning, Calvary Church. It sure is good to worship with you at this 11 a.m. worship experience here at the Irving location. I want to say good morning to everybody here. And those of you online, we're glad you're checking in. Can we do this? Can we give all of our guests in the house a good God bless you? And those online, thank you for checking in. You know, our pastor, uh, you, you heard our lead pastor up here giving a word this morning. Her husband, uh, Pastor Ben, is, is out uh, doing a West Coast GCCM network conference. So all up and down the West Coast, pastors are meeting. Uh, our pastor, Pastor Ben, is there. I believe uh, a number of pastors have joined the network as a result of that gathering. And uh, man, he gives his regards, and I think they're going to be doing something tonight. They did a gospel circle about two nights ago, yep. uh, and he's doing another, just out of the blue, decided to do a pop-up gospel circle. One of these new guys that just signed up, yeah. he said, come to my church yes. Sunday night. So, so that's exciting. So... What an amazing honor and privilege that people are asking for gospel circles everywhere, but we get to have gospel circles all the time. Am I right? Right here. So we're, we are in our season of gospel circles right now. That's it's week right. four of this season, and that means that we're at the halfway point. So you still have time to join into a gospel circle uh, with so many different options at so many different times in pretty much the majority of the cities surrounding this area. There's really no excuse uh, to not finding a gospel circle. I want to read a story that we received this past week. Uh, someone said this, after a life of constantly trying to prove myself worthy of God's love, I eventually discovered gospel circles. They give me a chance to talk about the gospel and do it in a community. Gospel circles are a place where you can find friendships, learn more about the gospel, and help others discover their true identity. If you want to be a part of a gospel circle, so good. scan the QR code right behind me, or you can find them on the Calvary website or the Calvary app. And maybe you're wondering, well, you know, I've never been to a gospel circle. I don't really know what it's like. I don't really know, uh, you know, what it's about. That's okay. You can uh, see what a gospel circle is like on Calvary TV. I'm excited to announce that Calvary TV is back on the air with episode two uh, because of the generosity of, of you guys, because of the... Thank Come you on, so church. much. That's, that's so Back exciting. on television again. Let's go. We're on television with a brand new episode. Uh, for times and info, make sure you go to calvarychurch.cc forward slash television. Uh, you can see gospel truths, unreleased Calvary worship originals, uh, stories of how Calvary and the gospel are changing lives, That's and right. you can see what a gospel circle is like all right there in the span of 28 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, I know because I had to help with the editing team on, I get to help with the editing yes, team on that right. one. Um, so we are on ABC, CBS, and hey. CW, uh, so that's some exciting news. Now, yes, so exciting. Last week, we announced the launch of a brand new ministry here at Calvary um, that has been on Pastor Ben and Kim's hearts for literally years. Yeah. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that, Pastor Chris. Yeah, you thank you, uh, Kate. And by the way, Kate oversees our entire creative department. He's one of five people on a lead team that run the ministries here in this local church. Uh, just what God is doing this young man's life at this age to be leading something so significant. Could y'all put your hands together for the gift that we have in this house? I mean that. I'm glad I get to do this with you, my friend. I have an amazing leader who I copy turtlenecks too. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. It's one of those days when you realize you're going to be on stage with somebody and you walk in, you're wearing the same thing. You're like, yeah, somebody's got to change. But... You know what? It's, you look better in it, no, so we'll no. do it like that. 
Uh, but yes, so Champions Ministry, uh, last week, Pastor Ben launched a 60-day initiative. Now check this out. There's over 30 million people that would be categorized kids in America and growing that would be categorized as special needs. I'm not going to get into all of what categorizes and what makes it that, um, but we want to minister to those families. And I say families because these kids and these families cannot go to church. Churches are not set up to be able to handle. In fact, there's heartbreaking stories about uh, people who actually were asked to leave the church because their uh, ministries weren't set up to handle it. Well, guess what, Calvary? We want to be set up to be able to handle. We want training. We want curriculum. We want to set up state-of-the-art rooms. So in order to do that, our pastor put a challenge out there. Check this out. He said if 500 people would give $150 over three months, culminating at Easter when we bring this, uh, this offering uh, for this project in Easter, which is going to total $75,000, that's going to allow us to do a number of things, which we have a video which will let you know what we're going to do with that. But here's what I want to have happen. If I can have the host come forward at this time. Now, this is just for those of you that have not received. You weren't here last week and you didn't make a commitment online. I need you to raise your hand and we just have a little pamphlet in front of you outlining everything that we're going to do. Could you raise your hand? And we're asked if you're saying, I, I, I want to see what you're doing. That's what this pamphlet is. And as we watch this video, going to want you to fill that little commitment card out, but as you're doing it, take a look at this quick little video. Calvary Family, last Sunday we announced the plans to launch a new ministry for families with special needs. Champions Club is a ministry for children with special needs and their families. There are over 30 million kids and teens in America alone with special needs. That means millions of families cannot take their children to church because they don't have adequate programs for their needs. These families are feeling rejected in society, feeling rejection from many churches. And at Calvary Church, our desire is to be a home for these families. Pastor Ben shared that we're raising $75,000 to launch this ministry. These funds will allow us to do three things. One, remodel two rooms to create an environment that meets the needs of our champions with sensory areas, large motor stimulation, and fine motor skill development. Number two, we'll have unique gospel-centered curriculum that uses our complete learning environment to engage our champions. And number three, this will allow us to hire a staff member who will directly oversee the Champions Club ministry. Pastor Ben launched this initiative last Sunday. So for those of you who've already committed to be a part of declaring and demonstrating the gospel, through the launch of Champions Club at Calvary Church, we want to say thank you. We will be bringing our gifts for Champions Club, which is over and above our regular giving on Easter Sunday, April 17th. Again, thank you, Calvary Church, for being your true, generous selves and for stepping up to meet the needs of our champions. 
Now, Kate, I feel obligated to let the folks know that this is not being thrown together. This is a long runway that we have. Bringing the offering on Easter is just the start of this, y'all. There is a whole remodel that has to be done. There's curriculum and there's training for people with a one-on-one -on -one ratio to these kids that need, these champions that need more specialized care. Not just that. Everything we're doing is state and nationally recognized and certified. This is not just thrown together, guys. This is something that we have people that sit on a committee that know what they're talking about. And part of raising this money is getting somebody educated in this area to be able to lead this. Yes. Somebody we're not, and I'm not against folks just, but this is one of those areas you, you need to know what you're talking about, right? And so this is what's helping us. Uh, Kate, we've already started down this road, but before I jump into what was posted up on social media that we didn't do. Yeah. Uh, I want you to know that we, we need your help in this. So fill that little commitment card if you haven't. And at the close of service, this is above and beyond your regular giving. This is a project that we're going to do above and beyond. We believe that the church is going to rise to this. But if you would fill that card out, when we close, I'm going to invite you to come forward and, and drop it right here uh, when we close. But hold on to that commitment card. Kate, we had something that just popped up. Now, a lot of stuff that we do, our reels, our marketing, are all targeted specific, and you're responsible for all that. You get that whole lookout. This one was just somebody who saw something on social media, took it, and posted it on a community page. I believe it had to do with the special needs yeah. community, and said, check out if you have a kid under these ages, you need to make Calvary your home. And all of the posts behind it were, send me this link. How do we get involved? When is this going to happen? Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yes. That's what we get to be a part of. So I'm saying that, word's already out. Yeah. So y'all need to bring that money in because we need to do that. Word's out. So be a part of it. It's phenomenal when Calvary can do the talking and Calvary can say, hey, this is what we have. But what we really strive and try to get for is for people to be talking about it with yeah, each other. That's right. And so that's amazing that we have not posted anything. We just made the announcement last week, and uh, so many families are already in support of that. And because of that, we need to back it. And as a staff, this past week, uh, we even you know gave another opportunity through the Sunday hustle and bustle to the team to say, okay, if you didn't get an opportunity, we lead by example. And so our That's whole right. staff is doing it as well. Absolutely. Uh, so make sure that you're a part of this and a part of the, the first step. Who's ready for God's word? Come on. Amen. One of my favorites is speaking today, That's a legend right. in the house. Make sure you pull out the Calvary app, go to the notes so that you can follow along. Check out mature audiences only. Before we get into today's message, I want to warn you in advance that some of the content in this series may be offensive at times, but that's okay, because growth at times requires growth pains. Prolonged immaturity is arguably the most underestimated enemy of God-given destiny. It's time to mature. So get ready for mature audiences only. What's up, Calvary family? Clap your hands if you're ready for the word today. Man, I'm excited to be with you. 
Do me a favor. Throughout the day, why don't you pray for our lead pastor, man? I love him. He is on the West Coast right now, speaking into to the lives of some pastors and leaders and hosting some gospel circles. He'll be back tomorrow and going to pour into our elders and leaders here at the Irving location. And then this weekend, we're inviting more friends and pastors and leaders to join us right here at the Irving location so that we can encourage them, share the gospel, and be a resource for them. Man, would you thank God for our lead pastors and all that they do? I'm so excited about being a part of this team. When pastors and leaders are quitting, man, we got a pastor who is committed to being a voice to encourage others to keep moving and keep growing in grace. Well, that's you too, Calvary. Because of your continued generosity, our pastor is able to do this. There's so many dreams and things that we've prayed about that are happening this year. You heard several of them already from Pastor Chris and Pastor Kay. But guess what? You've got an opportunity to keep that flow going. And I want you to have a mindset to continue to grow in grace. We've talked about giving, but I want you to get a feel for what we're doing. So thank you for those that are here in person. You're my heroes. I salute you. In the midst of all the crazy weather this week, you showed up. You said, I got to get to the house. And want to thank God for those that are here and those that are here for the first time. Can we clap one more time for them? Welcome. So glad you're here with us. Welcome to those that are online or whatever platform you're on. We're in week eight of our nine-week series, Mature Audiences Only. Can you believe it? We're about to wind it up, y'all. And I believe that these last two are very significant. Just so you know, next week we're finishing up with the subject of maturing in our marriage and our relationships. Now, I don't want any single folks to get confused and say, well, this is the Sunday, I don't need to be there. Nope, you need to be here. Because you get a chance to get revelation to help you get a head start. You get healthy gospel revelation to help you have a secure, powerful a relationship that matches the image of heaven. So everybody, I'm encouraging you to be here as we close out the series next week with Pastor Ben and Kim. So today, it's a big one. We're talking about something that we do not talk about often. We're talking about maturing in the media. This week, you got to understand the power, the force of the media, how information moves quickly, it moves swift, it moves fast. In moments, we got a glimpse right here in Texas of what was going on overseas. We understood that there was an invasion that took place. And we heard the babies crying. We heard mothers running. We heard communities in an uproar. We saw it. We heard it. But how many know we don't have to be subject to what we see and what we hear? Because there was a greater invasion that took place. It's what Jesus came to earth. He invaded earth with heaven. So when crazy things happen, we have the power to remind people of a greater invasion when the supernatural invaded the natural, when love invaded hate, when peace invaded trouble and tra terror, there was a greater invasion, and guess what? That invasion is still happening today through the power of the local church. Every time you open your mouth, you have the power to make sure that all of heaven is being released here on the earth. I'm praying for an invasion to elevate in God's house. I'm praying for an invasion to elevate when people get a revelation of how powerful the local church is. See, at Calvary, we're, man, we're convinced. 
more than ever before that the body of Christ is the remedy for the world. The church is Jesus to the world. But check this out. How can the church help a bound world while she believes that she's bound herself? When you're sick, you don't seek a remedy from another sick person. You knock on the door of someone whom you know has the cure for your sickness. And in these troubled times, I hate to make this confession, but I want you to hear my heart. The church today is unattractive to the world. We're so involved in methods and gimmicks and fads. We're trying to attract people. But thank God that Jesus is the answer. He is the main attraction. And we are growing in him. And we are now releasing the power of heaven through a revelation of what we already have in him. We've been going over this in the series that we're new creations in Christ. Old things have passed away. But when we take on this new nature, you got to understand that we still have to grow in grace. How important is growth? Look at Jesus in Luke chapter 2, verse 52. It says that even Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature. Powerful, anointed, free of sin, made in the image of God, carried all of heaven on the inside of him, but Luke tells us he still grew in wisdom and in stature. How important is growth if Jesus had to grow? How many know we've got to grow too? We've been dissecting and assessing some things, different aspects of life. We're identifying certain areas of immaturity throughout this series. We're beginning to implement these things. Thank God every week we hear stories of how this series is blessing you. We're beginning to not only implement these truths, but we're releasing them. We're hearing stories from our weekday and weekend locations of what's happening in your lives. Real, uh, let's backtrack for just a moment. Let's go over what we've talked about. We talked about maturing in our message. Maturing in our minds, maturing in our mouth, maturing in our ministry, maturing in our motives, maturing in our money. And last week, Pastor Isaac blessed us. He talked about how as members of the body of Christ, we can also mature. But today we're doing something we haven't done. Definitely haven't set aside an entire message on it. We're talking about how to mature in the media. Y'all ready for this? It's going to be some moments where there may be some discomfort, but I trust, trust me. Just roll with me to the end of it. When we get to the end, there's some victory that I want you to be aware of. I know it's tight. I know it's crazy. I know the media is all jacked up. But how many know there's a victory in this house? There's a victory in the lives of believers. And we can use the platform that the enemy has been using and has manipulated. But we can release some powerful things if we follow some principles that our team has laid aside for you today. Here's what I want you to see. Okay. In the book called The Terminal Self, Mr. Simon Gottschalk uses the term, write this down, infantilization. Talking about media, y'all. He explains that infantilization is the technique that advertisers and marketing firms are using, and they're really good at it, to pitch product ideas to adults by using kid techniques. In short, here's what they're doing. They're influencing or making grown folks think like kids so they can manipulate them. Is that better for you for those who didn't get what I was saying? 
Think about it. You've probably come across a couple of these advertisements. There's a teddy bear, y'all, who is pitching toilet paper. I love it because this big grizzly bear in the wilderness has a serious conviction on how soft his toilet paper needs to be. I love it because this big dude and his family, they don't like the crumb thing. They want the soft, secure layers. They're serious about it. Can I confess to you, because of the grizzly bear and me being a big person myself, I thought it'd be a good idea to take on this challenge. And if it's good for the grizzly bear, it's good for Reem. And I'm not here to hawk this product, but it does feel good. Somebody say amen. Have you seen this one? Have you seen this one? There's an educated, well-mannered, proper lizard who's hawking car insurance. I like this dude. He's got that voice, that Australian voice. He's not even a lizard. He's a geico. He has that voice. He makes you want to listen. If he was one of my professors, I would have got an A in his class. He's got that voice. He's got that tone. He's got that demeanor. And he's hawking a product that every American who drives, they need what he has. And he's doing a great job of taking you and your grown self back into an infantile state to where you are looking forward to hear from a lizard about car insurance. You don't have to wave your hands, but have you ever called this company and said, let me speak to the lizard? I know you have. Here's another one for those that have been around a long time. Remember this? There's a bunny pitching batteries. Guess what, y'all? He's been doing this for as long as I can remember. How many of you pass up Doracell and every other brand of batteries because you refuse to be disloyal to that energizer bunny who has been beating that drum since you were a little child. You are committed to energizer because of that committed, faithful bunny who has made a decision to keep on running. You know you have. You don't have to say it, man. I already know what you do. But they put you back into a state of thinking like a child. They call it dumbing down so that, you, so that they can easily manipulate your buying habits and your spending patterns. Now, with the introduction of social media, that infantilization in our society has been injected with steroids as everyone is given a platform to now not only receive information but also share it along with thoughts and personal opinions. Everybody's a professional, everybody's an expert, and everybody wants you to adopt their opinions. And if you don't, something wrong with you. See how this thing is turning against us? Even the news has changed. You remember when the anchorman was a respected person that when you were a kid and you had to write a report of a TV personality, you chose the anchor of the news because you trusted him. He wore a suit, he was sharp, or she was real articulate. Now, anybody can be a news reporter. No history, no training, no, no, no skill set, just a microphone and a, and a device. And now everybody is an expert. Check this out. This little thing right here, 
The introduction of this deal right here, the smartphone, no longer are we to be inconvenienced by having to sit in front of a media source or a TV. All we got to do is pull this out of our pockets and we can get up to the moment, up to the second information. Things have changed in regards to media. It is moving fast, dangerously fast. And if we're not careful, we will become victim to the effects of this little deal right here. You don't have to say, man, just follow me. We'll get to it in a moment. I want you to see victory in what has been laid out for us today. Mr. Gary Cross calls this little smartphone here a high-tech pacifier. Don't get offended because you know it's true. A high-tech pacifier. You know how connected we are to our phones? Some of us sleep with the phone in the bed. Some of us if we roll over at night and we, if it ain't there, it's an immediate nightmare. Some of us are so attached to this that if it's not next to you when you wake up, you turn on every light in the house, you waking everybody up, and we on a mission to find your cell phone. Right? This is how committed, how addicted, this is how involved we have allowed this little deal right here to just completely overtake our lives. We got to steward this thing, y'all. So today, real quick, I want to give you three problems that being immature in your media will cause. Are y'all ready for this? We're going to move quick, so let's flow with me. You know what I want you to do? <laughs> Get out your cell phones and go to the app and follow me, praise the Lord. What? Number one, here we go. Immature people allow media to put them into a state of hurry. We're going to talk about it. Immature people allow media to put them into a state of hurry. Check this out. Consider this. The average human attention span is now shorter than a goldfish. A recent study found that the average human attention span has fallen from 12 seconds, wow, in the year 2000, to now eight seconds today. It's also been reported that goldfish have a nine second attention span. You know what that means to me today? That if there's any goldfish here in this experience, they're getting the gospel at a much better, better pace than many of us. They're getting revelation of who they are at a better pace than we are because we become so subject to the pace of the world and the media that it is hard for us to sit and listen for anything more than eight seconds at a time. I know I'm talking about because I've seen several of you pick up your phones eight times in the first 10 minutes of this worship experience. But check this out. There's an answer. There's victory. 
If we steward this thing, we can see a shift. If we steward this thing properly, we can see a shift in our ability to maintain and remember that Christ loves us and cares for us. We will see a shift in how we manage our day. We'll see a shift in how we mature. We'll see a shift in how we respond to this powerful message. We have the greatest message on the universe. It is the message of God's love towards us. It is the good news of his love towards us. It's the greatest message, but we got terrible, terrible expenses, attention spans. So we're having a hard time retaining the power of this message. Media, not only, check this out, media not only understands this principle of how we over the years, our attention span has lessened, but they've set us up and they're now preying on this reality. Think about it. Why do you think TikTok has a 60-second time limit? Whoa, you go over a minute, that video is cut. Right? Why do you think that our commercials on social media, they have been cut to 15 seconds at a time? Because they realize they can do some major damage on your mind and attention span in 15 seconds at a time. We've become accustomed to scrolling at such a rapid pace to see how much content we can take in in a short amount of time. And here's what I want to say today. When will this ever stop? And here's the answer, y'all. Never if we do nothing about it. We'll come back 10 years from now and it'll be down to a three-second attention span. And if a goldfish can now manage more attention and revelation than we do, what's next? A fly? That wasn't in my notes, but just. I can honestly say this. Check this out. Now, one time. Never happened, y'all. Have I ever been on a social media platform? Looked at, watched, clicked, whatever. And after the session was over, I felt better about myself, more confident, calm, at peace, or secure. Not one time. Not one time. Actually, I felt more stressed, more disturbed, more irritated. Actually, it shifted my mood negatively. Now I'm ready to either fight somebody or, I don't cuss, but anyway, there's been moments. But check this out. You know why it's so frustrating? You know why it's so stressful? Because I feel like I've taken so much time away from some greater things that I could have been doing that I actually feel guilty that I have been locked in on this little device for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes at a time when I could have been doing something more productive and edifying with my time. Check this out. Another issue with spending too much time on social media is that we're constantly looking at what others are doing. We look at what they have and we look at what they're doing. Sometimes even as a pastor, I'm looking at what other pastors and leaders are doing, but check this out. When you don't have a proper perspective, you gotta be careful. You will feel rushed to be productive because of what other people are doing. And can I tell you a secret? Whatever is put out on social media is usually it's not done as big and excellent as it appears to be through this little lens right here. 
So if you think everybody else is better than you, smarter than you, more productive than you, more anointed than you, then you are not getting the proper picture and you are living a life of hurry and you're being pushed out of your pace in order to compete with what everybody else is doing. And by the way, people are not honest anyway. What they show really ain't happening. See, feeling hurried, that hurried feeling is not from God. Let me show you something. The Bible tells us that patience is a fruit of the Spirit. Anything that is founded on impatience or carries the trait and nature of impatience, it is safe for us as believers to believe that it is not of God. Here's what the Father wants us to do. He wants us to enjoy the true pace of grace knowing who we are in him. Don't rush to the next thing. Here's what we need to do. Enjoy the moment. Stop trying to create moments for other people to see and enjoy the moments that your good father is giving you. Enjoy the process. You know why? Hurry robs us of operating in God's peace. When you're being rushed and hurried, here's what's happening. You're being pushed out of an awareness of God's peace in your life. And as long as you feel rushed, you'll never fully embrace the peace that surpasses all understanding that he has provided and given to us. The next time you feel pushed or rushed, I want you to do something. I want you to stop everything. If you're on this little deal, stop it. Put it down. And I want you to go to Psalms chapter 46 verse 10. And I want you to see what happens when you actually stop and take note of how awesome God is. What does it say? Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. What if the next time you're on social media and you feel like you aren't producing enough and you look at what everybody else is doing, you're looking at all the smiles and all the trips and the new vehicles and all the good stuff that's happening in everybody else's lives, how about you stop and look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, where it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How do we make an impact in the earth when people see the peace of God reigning and ruling in our lives? When they see bombs drop overseas, they'll see peace in us because we know that our God is able, that he is greater. And though men may be evil, we serve an awesome father who is able to heal and restore and deliver and renew and remit. Look, we got our eyes set on how good he is is not, not on how bad they are. We got to shift this thing. When you get a good glimpse of God's peace and what he's doing, you'll start noticing the enemy wants to nudge you, push you out of that awareness of his peace. It wants to rob you. But think about something. God was never in a hurry. Never. When you study the word Old Covenant, New Covenant, Old Testament, New Testament, key figures. Never has he been in a hurry. Abraham waited 25 years from hearing about the promise and receiving it. Some of us can't wait 25 minutes. We want it right after it has been spoken. Joseph waited between 15 to 20 years 
got transported from one prison to another, one situation to the next. It looked like bondage was going to be the trait for the rest of his life. But in the midst of the chains, in the midst of the dark places, he still had victory because he believed that God's promises were going to come to pass in his life. Did he receive the promise? Absolutely. But did he receive it when he was a little boy sharing his dream? No, it came later. Why? He waited. Israel waited 40 years in the wilderness. Moses waited until he was 80 years old to begin his ministry. I want to flow prophetically today. Can I speak into somebody's life? Listen to this. You don't know what you have until you're grown. Waiting for a promise to manifest requires maturity. Immaturity allows you to get yourself in bad position, bad places, around terrible people while you're waiting. And immaturity makes you hurry. And instead of being at the place where God wants you to be, and instead of understanding and being aware of his goodness towards you, you find yourself wavering and faltering. You find yourself rushing to this thing and rushing to that thing. But I'm here today to tell you that you don't have to rush for nothing. You don't have to hurry to anything. You can wait. You can stand. You can be immovable, unshakable, and Christ and you will see his promises manifest right in front of your eyes if you're just willing to wait. When you study Moses, you'll say, I'll take on the discomfort of loving and being with my people than to take on the temporary pleasures of this world. What was Moses saying at an early age? Moses figured it out. He said, I'll wait. I'm in no hurry. He says, what I'm waiting for is greater than what the world wants me to hurry to. I declare that over this house, that what you're waiting for is far greater than what the world is trying to make you hurry to. Anything you got to hurry to, you better believe it's going to be temporal. It's going to be weird. It's going to be off. It's not going to match your God-given identity. It's going to be awkward to enjoy it anyway. But if you learn how to wait on the Lord, I'm telling you that when that thing's come, you know it's exactly what God designed for you. It's got your nature on it. It's got your likeness on it. You know it was tailor-made just for you. It's worth waiting for. Here's the difference between hurry and waiting. Hurry usually leads us to things that will fade away quickly. Worry, I'm sorry, hurry leads us to things that will cause great pain. And guess what? It takes years to heal from it. Hurry will lead us to great rejection and your heart is torn and ripped and by the time you receive the promise, instead of enjoying it like you ought to, you got to heal first and maintain later. Waiting, though, usually leads to things that add to your peace, add to your joy, add to your strength, add to your maturity. It will last. They are eternal. See, what we're dealing with with media is this. It promotes hurry and it hinders patience. Here's my question to you. Are you going to let this little thing make you unaware of the big thing that God has in store for you? Are you going to let what's happening by way of tapping into this little device 
Are you going to become so aware and give so much attention to what's on this instead of understanding the huge, amazing blessing and promises that your good father has in store for you? I'm here today to tell you no more will little devices keep us from major dreams and visions coming to pass in our life. We are setting aside these little devices so that we can be in position in the right state of mind, fully aware of what God wants to release over us and give to us. I want us to be aware of what we already been given, what's already been spoken so that you can receive it and you can enjoy it and you can release it and you can see it multiply and increase in your life. Don't let this little device keep you from the huge blessings that your father has in store for you. Real quick, y'all, I want to get to the other two. Number two, you got to understand this. Immature people allow media to put them into a state of comparison. Oh, my goodness. Y'all want me to skip this? We got to talk about it. I saw the look on your face. But let me share this. One thing that social media has given people a platform for is to display what they have. Whether it's a new car, new outfit, trip, vacation, whatever, you name it. In those moments, if you're not careful, now understand this, there's nothing wrong with giving people a snapshot. Nothing wrong. But here's what I'm saying, if we're not careful, it can become extremely toxic. Trust me, it has become very toxic. What? When we're looking that was being posted and we're comparing what we have, that spirit of comparison, it is creeping into our hearts and our minds and it is robbing us of our awareness of his contentment that's on the inside of us. Think about it. Sometimes we're so busy sharing a memory that we basically miss the opportunity and the joy of creating one. 2 Corinthians 10, 12. We got to get, get off this comparison thing. It says we don't compare ourselves to others. Why? Because it's going to give you a false picture and it's going to distract you from what you already have. When we compare ourselves to others, we're agreeing with the plans of the enemies for our lives. Let me explain. When you compare yourselves to others, you fall into agreement with a false image of how good God is to you. Why? Because when you're looking at what everybody else has, it's distracting you from what you already have. So instead of saying, Father, I thank you for what you have given me, we say, Father, I really want you to give me what so-and-so got. So now instead of us living a life of gratitude and living a life of mature sons, we're walking in immaturity because we want what everybody else has and we want what everybody else is posting. Well, I'm here today that there's nothing you can ever post for me that is greater than what my good father has already given me. There's nothing you can reveal. There's nothing you can show. There's no place that you can go that can match what God has already given me. Why would I give attention to what others are posting when I need to be praising and blessing and rejoicing and thanking God for the good things he's already given me. We've got to steward this thing, y'all. 
Here's the last one. Let's end strong. Number three, immature people allow media to put them in a state of discontentment. It's big right here. The word discontent simply means the state of being dissatisfied. Listen, discontentment, y'all, can be expressed in many different emotions. It can surface as anger. It can show up as disappointment. It can appear as frustration. Immature people seek satisfaction from social media. They're looking for validation and acceptance. They seek out the approval of others by the measurement of little blue thumbs and hearts. They seem to have a sense of if I can just get this many likes or this many followers or this much attention, then it will satisfy. But guess what happened? An addiction develops and you start depending on the approval of others instead of leaning on the approval that you already have from God. And this addiction starts to form. And any and every time somebody gives you a token of appreciation, you run to it and you feast on it. I'm here today to tell you that that's a terrible feast. That feast is only going to nourish for a moment. But if you feast on the goodness of Jesus, Jesus and what he has provided for you if you feast on the revelation that you are the kind you are the likeness of God that you share his image you are one with him you are in perfect union if you feast on that you will never be hungry and thirsty for the approval of someone else you need to feast on the fact that you're just like him you got the power of heaven you're seated in heavenly places you got a seat at his table your identity is wrapped around the reality that that you are just like him. You are perfectly made in his image and all of heaven is on the inside of you. You do not need to look out there for any approval. You've already been approved. You've already been accepted. You're already loved. You're already provided for. Just wait for the manifestation to take place. Don't hurry. Don't get into a position where you're unaware of how good he is. Stay steady. Stay faithful. Be firm. Be immovable. When winds start blowing, you just stand firm and believe God and trust God. When you look weird to other people and they want to know why you're not moving, say, I know my promise is coming. I don't have to chase it. It's going to come to me. I just need to stay in the right state of mind and everything he promised I don't have to chase it it's gonna chase me down favor is gonna follow me goodness is gonna follow me the right person is gonna come to me joy it's already I already got it acceptance already got it every blessing and promise it is going to manifest not because I'm hurried but because I'm at peace I got joy I got strength I got joy on the inside I'm never subject to anybody's approval on the outside Hey, we're going to manage this thing. We're going to put it in its proper place. We're not going to let it trouble us. We're not going to let it shake us. We're not going to let it move us. We're not going to let it push us out of an awareness of how good he is. Real quick before Pastor Chris comes to pray, before we stand together, check this out. Three things I want you to see. Three things you can do as a mature believer that will bless you and your house. Some practical things. There's several. I'm just giving you three today. Number one, set time limits on this deal. I'm not subject 
to anything that's being posted by anybody. I'll see it when I got time to see it. Number two, avoid using media during times that are meaningful. Families, when y'all at that dinner table, or when you at them special moments where you speaking and talking, put them things up. I know it's hard. I know you don't want nobody to tell you what to do with your phone. I know, I get it. I'm just giving you some practical wisdom on how to manage so that whatever's going on in here never gets in the way of what God wants to manifest in here. Just giving you some guidelines. Here's the last one real quick. The very, very powerful. Number, number one, set this thing aside, right? Set time. Number two, simple. Avoid using it during meaningful moments with you and your family and meditation. When you're praying and, and getting revelation and journalizing, put that thing up. But here's the last one. Take a sabbatical from media. One day, one week, one month, you set it. Figure it out. Be progressive with it. Set aside time when you don't even care. Set aside time when you're not even moved. Set aside time to where it doesn't shake or cause worry or anxiety. This is important, y'all. Can I tell you why these three things are important? And I want to jump subjects, but I really want to talk to you about something about our next generation. We've got to set the tone as leaders and adults. You know why we got to deal with this? You know why we got to manage this? Because media world is crazy. The average child, when he sees or she sees or is first exposed to porn, you know what it is? 11 years old. And you know how they're getting it? Through this right here. They're only two clicks away from watching porn. One out of 10 people that they interact with online is actually pretending to be someone else so that they can exploit your baby. Why we need to deal with this? It ain't about how you feel. It's not about you being grown and can't nobody tell you what to do. It's about setting a healthy tone in your house so that you are always aware of his goodness and you are never subject to what's happening around you. It's when you're always aware of what he's already done. It's you being a mature believer, releasing the power of heaven on this earth. It's you being attractive to a world that is in trouble. It's you setting a tone that they would never set for themselves, but because you did and the fruit of peace is manifested in your life. The other people around you are going to want to know, they're going to want to know what you're doing and you can say, I'm setting a tone. I'm maturing in my media and I'm not easily moved by what other people are doing and saying. Once you lift your hands real quick, I want to pray over your Calvary. Before Pastor Chris come out and speak life over us and give us further instructions, I declare today no more hurrying. We're at peace with the pace of his good news. We're at peace at what, with what he's already spoken over us. You're not pushing us. You're not moving us. You're not intimidating us. 
There's nothing out there that we're willing to hand down what's already in here. We're already set on the promises God has given us and we're not letting external things move us or shake us. We're staying aware of our Father's goodness. Here it is, number two, no more comparison. Whatever it is you see in others, it's nothing compared to what your father has in plan for you. It don't fit you. It ain't the right color. It ain't the right size anyway. Your father has things that are tailor-made specifically for you emotionally and spiritually and even in the physical realm. When your promises manifest, can't nobody fit it but you because it was designed for you. It was tailored for you. It was created for you. That business got your name on it. That idea is going to prosper not because somebody else is doing it, but because you're doing it. You're walking in the blessing and the favor. That investment is going to blow up because your name is on it. It didn't nothing in the names of others but when you said yes to God's promise now all of a sudden increase in multiplication and favor that house is your house they just living in it right now but it's made for you and God is going to give you every promise and blessing if you just simply stay aware of how much he loves you and don't be moved by the spirit of comparison here's the last one I'm satisfied in Christ Jesus. I'm not frowning up, complaining and murmuring because of the spirit of discontentment. I may not have it in my hands, but it's in my heart. That's good enough for now because my God is faithful even when I'm not faithful. He will keep his word and he will keep his promises for me. I just got to stay aware. Stay grateful, stay thankful, stay alert. And if I keep waiting, everything he promised is going to manifest in Jesus' name. Clap your hands if you receive that today, Calvary. Come on out, Pastor Chris. Let's thank God for Pastor Chris. Take us further. We got victory today. Yes, we did. My, this microphone is on fire. My, thank you, Pastor Kareem. Uh, could y'all put your hands together? What, what a great gift in the house when pastor is out to have a communicator like Pastor Kareem. I'm going to ask you at this time to, before we leave, before we move and get stirred, could you prepare your generosity this morning? Uh, you can see behind me ways that you can give. They're very simple. This is not the commitment that we were talking about earlier. This is our regular offering, our regular tithe and offering right now. That's a project uh, that we're gonna take care of on Easter. So this is your regular giving. As you're preparing uh, your generosity and the hosts are making their way forward, I want to give you this thought that ties perfectly with this message. The idea that we live from the inside out, right? So he was saying, I've already have the peace. I already have the validation. As a matter of fact, look at Jesus. The outside circumstances, hear me, never changed Jesus, but Jesus changed his outside circumstances. There's a storm. Did Jesus get scared or did Jesus calm the storm? 
The outside does not change who you are, but who you are could change the outside. And when it comes to this idea of generosity, I want to encourage you to stay in your place. And when I say your place, I'm talking about in Christ. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. In my place. What place is that? Your place is in Christ. Now listen to this. This is something that came out of her place. Luke 10, 38 through 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Check this out. Verse 40. Only the Gospel of Luke gives this picture. But Martha was distracted. Somebody say distracted. Listen, that is the great killer right there. What are we distracted by? An economic downturn, recession, inflation, my kids. Sitting at Jesus' feet was the best seat. And all of a sudden now it says when the demands of the party but yet more and more people came. Martha got up and said, oh, I got to do this. I got to run around and take care of this. And then Jesus rebuked her and said, you're wanting me to ask Mary to help you when she chose the best seat? Mary stayed in position. And besides, the success of anybody's party or anybody's life is based on Jesus, not you. When it comes to the area of trusting God with our finances, I know many of us think, man, folks, be listen, if I could say one thing to you, God is not trying to get anything from you. He's trying to get, have you get a revelation of what he's already given you in Christ. And part of that is us living our lives like this, like a river, not like this, like a dam. Our Father's character is like this. For God so loved the world, He... Yeah, there it is. So since you carry your Father's nature, giving is part of your nature. And that's all we do when we get up here. We're trying to remind you. Stay in position. Trust God. The economy, all of this stuff going on. And by the, by the way, when it gets more difficult is the times when God shows up in spectacular fashion. And I could show you that through the Old and the New Testament. I don't have time. Allow me to pray for the offering today. Father, I thank you today that what we are doing today is simply a manifestation of who we are. Father, many of us have already purposed in our heart. But for those of us who are being challenged in this area, I thank you, Father, that it's just a demonstration, demonstration that we trust you as our source for everything, not just our economics, not just for our house and our food, but we trust you. It's not my job that my hope is in. It's not in, even in my paycheck, because all that's flimsy. It's not a solid ground, it could change. You are the only firm foundation that my life is moored to, it's anchored to, that when the storm comes and difficult times come that inevitably do, I will not be moved because you are my hope. Bless both the gift and the giver, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, church, as you give. Hey, welcome to Calvary. Whether this is your first time or first time in a long time, we want to say welcome home, and we encourage you to pull out your phone right now. There are so many great things happening here at Calvary. Make sure to stay in the know by downloading the Calvary app. There, you can give, check out past messages, or connect to a gospel circle. 
Also, make sure that you follow us on social media at Calvary Church CC to get daily encouragement and be reminded of who you are in Christ. Lastly, follow our pastors on social media, Pastors Ben and Kim Daly. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you online. We declare you more than enough, all sufficient, more than enough, in my provision, more than enough. took one of those little commitment cards and you filled that out remember take the envelope home don't bring the envelope up or don't drop it off take that home that comes back on Easter but the card that was in that little magazine that we handed out if you filled that card out I'm gonna have a couple of our elders come forward as I close if you want prayer they're there for prayer but they also want to speak a blessing as you bring those commitment cards down to the front. I also have a table out in the lobby. If you're interested in helping with this special needs uh, ministry called Champions Club, um, in fact, we're the only church in this region that's gonna carry a Champions Club ministry like this. It's very exclusive and we need you to be a part of it. You can sign up, we'll take your name down and you can help us out. Could you stand to your feet with me? And as I dismiss you and speak a blessing over you, you can bring that commitment card forward or bring it to the lobby. Raise one of your hands. Please let me just declare this truth over you. Father, I declare over your sons and daughters that they are your hands and feet into a world. They are your courage, your strength into their families, into their communities, into their world. They are the light of the world. They're not going to be hidden, but as they walk this week, every room they walk into, they will literally change the atmosphere. Their voice will bring faith. Their demeanor will bring calm. And I thank you that like a river, wherever they step, life will flourish. I speak it over your people now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless your church. See you next week. You can bring the cards forward. maturing in our media it doesn't get more real than that folks such a needed and timely message today wow remember church if you want more information on anything and everything Calvary please make sure you go to calvarychurch.cc and thank you so so much for tuning in to Calvary Church today before you leave allow me to pray for you Heavenly Father we thank you thank you 
for everyone who is watching online today. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and abundant provision in and through our lives. We're so thankful to get we get to live our lives in such a full and wonderful union with you. Your joy has no end. Your favor has no end. And your favor is always flowing. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you again, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, church, we'll see you real soon. And we hope to see you at a gospel circle this week. All right, make sure you sign up on the website. All right, God bless. Take care. We encourage you to live generously and give generously. You can do that right there online on our app by searching and downloading Calvary Church CC. You can give on our website or you can text to give by texting Calvary IRV followed by the amount to 833-245-6183. And I encourage you to set up your reoccurring giving. Calvary, let's remain consistent and faithful in the face of inconsistency.